Communications disruption can mean only one thing. This is Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome everybody to episode two of Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Peter Viox, joined by my good friend and co-host, Joshua Rowe. How's it going, man? It's going great. It's another good day to talk about some Star Wars. How are you today? I'm good. I'm not doing too bad. We are, as of this recording, 379 days from episode 9. 379 so, days too long. So close, yet so <laughs> far away. Gosh, that equates to a year and, <laughs> and then 14 some. days, a year and two weeks. Luke Skywalker said it best. But that's a whole other year. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Luke Skywalker right now. Oh, Stuck on the moisture farm. I just want to be a pilot. Trying to transmit my application to the Academy. And Uncle Owen is not satisfied with these droids and he needs us on for another season. And I'm just not having it. You get and some moisture and drink your blue milk and shut up. You know what? Fine. Yeah. Fine. Maybe old Ben will come out and say, you know what? Surprise adventure. Here's some new stuff. That's just Wars. a crazy old wizard. Yeah. So what kind of Star Wars stuff have you gotten into since last time we talked? Well, since we are starting a new segment for the upcoming few episodes and until its duration has ended with Resistance, I've caught back up and re-watched a whole lot of the episodes. And I'm also up to date with things that are out now. I'm liking the show more. I will say that. And I'm glad I re-watched it a few more times because there's a lot of little things in there I didn't understand in the beginning and now it's like ooh I like how they work this in or you know or some new questions you know same here I definitely noticed on the rewatch things that are presented later that you would have just glossed over your first viewing and so that sort of density gets me a little more excited for this show and future viewings for sure it's it's going to be a good series I think and hopefully just like we had talked about last time will progress with its audience because I'm ready to see this kind of mature. I don't want to do it prematurely prematurely mature. Yeah. <laughs> but at a loss of words, I don't want it to season itself too early because I kind of like this quirky child-friendly uh, plot line it's got going on with its characters, but I do want to see it just like take another feloniism and get darker. I'd love that. Oh, it's, it's bound to happen. As as we, you know, figured the way it's going to go, we know where it's going to go with Star Killer Base and that, and the connections to the story. So if it doesn't get dark, complete missed opportunity. The Very Lucasfilm much. story story group knows exactly what they're doing, and I have nothing but excitement whenever I think of like a good going. little Star Wars fan, oh, just no. ready for more. Just give it to me constantly. <laughs> Put it in the IV. I have two arms. Let's go. <laughs> Double me up. So, believe it or not, 
I am uh, surprised to say that we already got fan email. Got it loaded here. I was uh, I was shocked. It was really quick, especially with all the difficulties we've had trying to get everything up and going. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just say that at the least for sure. So then <laughs> we're going to be uh, introducing a brand new segment on the second episode called Goblin Chatter. You must contact me. It's got a little uh, NBA jam to it, wouldn't you say? I, yeah, it does. It very much. <laughs> But I like it. You can let it ring out, too. Yeah. So, uh, this uh, first email is from Anansi. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, we'll give it a shot. Here he goes. This is, hey, Pete and Josh. I was hoping to hear you guys talk about The Last Jedi, specifically how crappy the story was. Hmm. I think the industry is screwing up trying to appease the audience, which is why I think the storytelling has gone wrong, and honestly, Marvel has been kicking butt in that department. For example, it was said that Jar Jar would be, have been a Sith Lord, but because of the hate towards him, he got written out. You too. So, regardless if he was annoying, that would have been awesome. But now we get villains who have no purpose or reason to do the things that they do, and who the f*** is Snoke? We know nothing about him or his master, who his master was. And remember, there is always two. So, how? I mean, if it was Starkiller from Force Unleashed, that would have made sense. Sort of. But, come on. Our main story was starships running from the First Order and running out of gas. And we're supposed to believe that a ship got away to get what they needed without repercussions. I make a valid point. By far the worst one out of them all, signed Anansi. What's your thoughts, bud? That's a doozy. Yeah. I will say The Last Jedi has polarized quite a bit of the Star Wars community. Oh, big time. It caused such a rift between fans who love it and hate it. There's no happy medium. There is none. None whatsoever, and that sucks. Yeah, it does. Um, Anansi, I hate to tell you, man, but I think I speak for both of us when I say we're probably going to disagree with you on most of this. Wholeheartedly for me, and it's not out of hate. I, I honestly am in the other camp, and I totally enjoyed the movie. Do you think that the crap, uh, the story was crappy? Not if I was just a movie watcher, maybe, and I'll give that I'll entertain that. If I was just the movie watcher fan, I would say, you know what, this is not like what we've watched. But I'm a freaking nerd when it comes down to Star Wars, and I I read the books, check out the comics, watch all the animated series, every movie, like anything Star Wars. You are a nerd. I'm in it. Not like you do. Come on, dude. But knowing this and loving the story as much as I do, I try to pick things out and say, you know what? I didn't like this, but okay, let's see where it goes. Because we're not done yet. We have another movie in the sequel. Another movie in the sequel that could completely change the way that we all see the first two movies in this trilogy. Yeah, for sure. I love it now. The next movie comes out, I may hate it. Who knows? Oh, it's going to ruin it. Yeah. (laughs) No, I tell you what. So, um, Anansi is actually a friend of mine. 
an old friend of mine. And um, you know what, man? I, I don't want to sit here and pick apart your email, so I'm actually going to put out a formal invitation for you to be a guest and have a lively civil debate with us about The Last Jedi. Oh, that'd be great. Wouldn't it? I, I would love that. You know, um, I'm actually kind of surprised that he didn't like the movie. And I ended up loving the movie. It, oh, yeah. it actually... Um, yeah, we go way back. I'm actually kind of surprised. But I would love to to have him defend himself and defend those who dislike the movie. Because, I mean, he made a lot of points. Points that I kind of... Well, just entirely disagree with, and some things that I don't even really know that much about. For instance, I'm not a Marvel fan, really. I'm not, I don't hate Marvel. I just I haven't really kept up with them in the yeah. last five years. And it's hard because the stories keep changing. Yeah, but um, yeah. So Anansi, if you would want to come out sometime, and we'll set up a Skype or meet up or something, and we'll we'll duke this out old fashioned style. Because you know what? Now that I think about it, there really is no. Uh, middle ground for those who love The Last Jedi and those who hate The Last Jedi. And it would be really interesting if we to see, to, to pull everybody's click together a yeah. little bit. Not saying we're going to change the world, oh. but what I'm saying is is the people that hate Last Jedi typically stay with those who hate The Last Jedi. Exactly. And those who love the opposite. I mean, just like humans do, we feel a certain way about something. Man, that's it. It's we're very uh, superficial creatures when it comes to some emotional points, and with Star Wars, I think a lot of the fans, the true fans, get so wrapped up in it that it's not just another hokey religion, but it's something that they love. They base their life around it. It's you can, like me and you. We we can't wait for more, and we're always looking for the new thing. I understand how it got polarized. Oh, yeah. But let's try to figure out, and I'm right there with you, let's try to figure out a way to undo some of that. If we can, that'd be great, especially in our small community here. And at the same time, we certainly don't want to change anyone's mind. If you don't like a movie... Hey, you don't like it. Absolutely. Like, that's that's the bottom line. It is totally okay to dislike The Last Jedi. But is the story crappy? I don't actually think it is. And we'll get into that. I totally disagree. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully he responds to that and uh, we'll let you all know if uh, that's going to be happening. So I guess uh, any closing thoughts on that or shall we move on to news? We'll leave it where it's at because I can't wait to get this over with. This is going to be fun. Yeah. This is going to be a lot of fun. Well, kind of quiet news week for Star Wars, although there are some very exciting things. For instance, Mandalorian casting. Nick Nolte has been cast in The Mandalorian. Three-time Oscar-nominated Nick Nolte. 77 years old? We don't know anything about The Mandalorian past the little blurb that Jon Favreau gave us uh, about, you know, the lone gunslinger in that. So we don't know what he's going to be. And so I guess we can't even really speculate. It would be kind of pointless. Honestly, yeah. Because, I mean, we're not, we're just pulling stuff out of our eyes at this point. And um, I really don't think it would be fair to the series to even try to speculate things like that because we've got nothing. So, two previous casting um, for that show were Pedro Pascal Mm -hmm. and you're a Game of Thrones guy, right? I am. 
I, you know how I feel. The show, yeah, damn show stresses me out. I made it six episodes, man. I'm trying to relax <laughs> when I watch TV, and I just didn't know if I was gonna get stabbed in the back watching this show or what. Everybody Do- else has, so why not? So, <laughs> <laughs> so who's Pedro Pascal? Oberyn, Oberyn Martell. Uh, in Game of Thrones, there's this little place called Dorne. He's like the Prince of Dorne. And if anybody, spoiler warning, out there. You've had plenty of time. He gets his head smashed in by the mountain. By a mountain? By the mountain, which is a huge, like, seven-foot-tall monster of a knight in Game of Thrones. And you haven't got there yet, and I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, it's, co- it's cool. I'm, I'm actually not up. interested. I actually tried to so read the book, go. too. It was, like I said, it stressed me out. <laughs> it, it's a lot of drama. <laughs> I understand why that show is so popular. I totally get it. It's just not for me. But Oberyn... In that book, and also Pedro is a very uh, charismatic man. He's got a almost like a commanding nature about him, but he's so laid back when he acts. It's like that's just his persona. So I'm curious to see how he can relate that to a uh, Mandalorian. Right, and it is assumed, and I think it has been confirmed, that he will be doing the lead role. Yes. Yeah, so he's going to be under the mask, we assume. Um, the other casting uh, for Mandalorian is Gina Carano. Do you know who that I is? I do not know. The only thing I have seen her in, I know I just said I haven't really watched Marvel movies much, but I have seen this one. She was in Deadpool. She was the one who knocked the out of Colossus. Oh, the, uh, yeah, she's... Former MMA fighter. Yeah, she's a pretty girl. Yeah. Um, no, I liked her character. She didn't have a lot of words, but... I don't know. It kind of liked her. She, she seemed like she could be fun. Yeah. She's tough. So that's all we know so far for Mandalorian. Ooh, I wonder what she'll be. Like, I'm curious about the clans and stuff now. Like, in Rebels, Ren is led by Sabine's mom. I wonder if she, she'll be, like, something like that. Kind of like a clan leader. She has the personality for it. Nah, it's interesting. She's tough. Yeah, this is going to be kind of fun to watch. Very opposite of uh, Pedro, too. So I wonder where he's at. If he's like a, I don't know, like an obscurity to the Mandalorians. If he's kind of like his own little thing. Well, if he's a lone gunslinger, that kind of goes against how Mandalorians are right. raised to they're be. They're so clannish. They're so about their family. Yeah. And their clan. So maybe it will. I don't know. I mean, it, there's lots of room for storytelling. Uh, you know, casting with Star Wars is so awesome because they just find the right people. Yeah. Yeah, this could be fun. So in other news for the week, we've got Star Wars Celebration 2019 news. Um, they started announcing, you know, guests who are going to be there in April 11th through the 15th, I believe, in Chicago, Illinois, 2019. Authors. We love the books. So E.K. Johnston was just announced, the author of Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Delilah Dawson. I met her uh, at... 2017, she wrote Phasma. We also have Timothy Zahn. Uh, oh, they got Claudia Gray, too. Claudia Gray. Yes! So those those are two great ones. Speaking of Claudia Gray, have you heard about the new book that she's releasing in next year? No. Star Wars, Master and Apprentice. 
a pre-Phantom Menace story about Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. That's great. I'm so excited. I had no idea. Yeah. So that's coming, I think, April? I don't know. Of 19? Yeah. Forgive it's me if I'm five wrong. five months away. Yes. Hey, it's one of the 12 months. I'll tell you that. Ooh. 400 pages. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, and, that's uh, going to be awesome. I think the other one is Alexander Freed. He is uh, he was the author of the Rogue One novelization, mm-hmm. if you read that. I think uh, the book, if I remember... That's a must-read for that movie. Oh, yeah. All the novelizations for all the movies that have come out have been awesome. Packed. And the expanded edition of The Last Jedi, oh, man. You want, you want an idea of who Snoke is? Read that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it kind of gives you a few clues as to what he could be, if he really got to know. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexander Freed wrote, is, go, is going to be writing, I think it's called Star Wars Alphabet Squadron. I only glossed over this yesterday. I should have wrote this down. Book? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I see where you're going for yeah. that, though. No, it's actually about um, either towards the end of... Uh, the fall of the Empire, or I guess depending on how you look at it, because it, when the Empire fell after you know Return of the Jedi, yeah. it was a long process. People were still trying to keep the Empire alive. I mean, you're doing a galaxy, so I mean, you've got right loyal worlds. And they're running, right? And, you know, doing their own thing. Yeah. So I, I believe that uh, the the squadron, the, the reason they call it Alphabet Squadron, is because each of this squadron pilots a different class of starship. So, uh, that's all we know. And um, it takes place in that time period. They go from rebels who are hunted to the hunters. I can see so, that. Interesting story. We'll see where that goes. And yeah. that's, that's all we got for news. Uh, did you see anything besides that? No. As far as news, no. This has been kind of dry. Yeah. So, what else have we got? Oh, my goodness. My segment. This day in Star Wars history. And we've got a fun one today on December 5th, 2002. LucasArts, if anybody remembers those fun games, has released the Star Wars Bounty Hunter video game. Have you got any time on that one? Oh, man. I beat beat the crap out of that game. Did you? I didn't finish it. Oh. Well, it wasn't mine. Okay. But I played the crap out of it. I played this on the GameCube when they came out. And man, oh man, it is so good. Do you remember the storyline? No, not right off. So, I do. I actually really love this game. I can't believe I still remember it. So, it was set to be a prequel to The Attack of the Clones, Episode 2. And you, you play as Jango Fett. Mm-hmm. And you're doing these missions in order to... I'm trying to remember who gave him the mission... Do you want me to spoil the story for you? Oh, go for it, because okay, I'm probably not going to find a copy. <laughs> and I don't, have the, any, I don't have anything to play it on either. Yeah. So It's on the PlayStation Store now. So you got a PS4. Bull crap. It may be a part of the PS Now thing. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. But who cares? You can still play right. it. Right. Um, so he basically goes through all these things, all these missions to kill a particular target. Mm-hmm. And it's a full game's worth of adventure. And then once he does... Spoiler alert, if you guys want to play this old game, <laughs> sorry. it's um, It was all a test. And then the person that gave him this test, oh, obviously it was Tyrannus. Tyrannus got this all set up. 
and gave him the job that led him to be cloned yeah. for the army and also granted him the right to have his own child, Boba Fett. That's what it's all about. So that's kind of how Boba came in. And we actually don't know anything about that. No, besides that, really not, yeah. Yeah. So that's technically not canon, but that's that was the story of that game. Yeah, that was so cool. I don't see him deviating from that too much. Yeah, I mean, Honestly, why not? Yeah. It doesn't really affect anything. Do you think that um, the Mandalorian will actually look back into Jango Fett and Boba Fett since they are basically uh, said to not be Mandalorians from the Clone Wars. You remember that? They may. They may touch on it. They, they, they uh, always they said, could. oh, Jango Fett, he's no Mandalorian. Yeah. As if they stole the armor. But what if what if he was a Mandalorian and they just disgraced himself have, and therefore yes. maybe it's a play on the words he's no Mandalorian anymore right exactly yeah oh wouldn't it suck though if that's just like a retelling of their story through this new guy they won't that. do that there's, there's no way there's no way a lot of people have been hoping for Boba Fett stuff for some time uh, you know I couldn't care less yeah it, I really couldn't so do you think Boba died in the Sarlacc pit or do you think that he somehow found a way out? There was a Legends. Yes, there it. is. Yeah. yeah. So we don't know. Will it be canonized or will they just say, you know what? There he is because we haven't seen him in the new canon. Well, it wouldn't be the first time that um, they've borrowed from the Legends to create new canon. Quite a bit. And thank Ooh. goodness for that. We wouldn't have Thrawn. That has probably been the best move that Star Wars has made in about five years. Oh, I mean, man. I lost my mind when they announced that. That was so cool. He was such an interesting character, and I think they've done him some great justice. Yeah. I think they really didn't change much at all. I honestly think that in the future we need to have a Thrawn episode. Thrawn and the Chiss Ascendancy episode. Our speculations on that uh, Rian Johnson offhanded trilogy that he was going to do non-involved yeah that would have been cool if it would have been a uh, which they put the brakes on that one did they they did um, no I thought they just put the brakes on um, all like the standalone movies but Ryan Johnson's trilogy wasn't touched because he was there he's Kathleen Kennedy's golden boy there was we need to find out for there sure was, there was some muddling we need that. answers next episode <laughs> yeah yeah, we love Thrawn and the Chiss yeah. Ascendancy. Man, I have so much to say about that. Wait, we'll have an episode for sure yeah. about that. Yeah, we need to discuss those books, especially after you catch up with Alliances. That was some fun stuff. Oh, speaking of stuff that I've been doing since the last episode, I started reading really? Alliances. Really? Yeah. How far are you? Um, I'm listening to the audiobook because I like Mark Thompson as Thrawn. great. <laughs> His neck muscles tighten. Um, I, he's probably the only guy that could probably say that <laughs> and make it okay. <laughs> right. Um, 33%, I think, is what I was at this morning. So, uh, I want to talk to you about it. Why is it? Well, this is we'll talk about it after, off air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. So, that was... Uh, this day in Star Wars history. Oh, another throwback to uh, last episode, though, before we move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about Ewoks and droids from 1985. I actually yes. managed to find uh, the first episode of it. Oh, did you? Of droids, specifically. 
I got to say, man, that was entertaining. It was very fun. It's fun. C-3PO, when he, like, he threw a rock at, at a damn tank, and the thing exploded when, when somebody, like, had a sniper shot at it, yeah, shot a grenade at it. it just kind of worked. He's like, oh, my. <laughs> 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 he looks down at his hand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's that goofy humor, though, that's just so much fun. And that's Star Wars. Yeah. It's good stuff. I'm actually, uh, I, I think I want to check it out. I'm gonna check that. Out. I, is Ewoks kind of along that line? Those lines? Yes, yeah, it yeah. still is. It's more. Um, oh, I don't know. More happy-go-lucky than that one. Okay. But yeah, they're still they're pretty tandem. It's, they they walk the same line. They're they're pretty good. Right on. Well, tell you what, guys, um, we are really into resistance at the moment, and um, we had talked about last episode maybe blocking off. Um, the last half of this and maybe the next episode to do a resistance recap <laughs> a little more NBA jam for you <laughs> you like it oh, that was pretty funny so um, if you the listener have not watched any resistance yet um, plan to watch it I'm going to let you know how you can do that obviously you have Disney XD. I believe a lot of people utilize the app, the Disney app. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called. I, I don't use it. I have the XD on my uh, provider. Right. Another thing, and I don't know if this deal still stands, but right before it came out, maybe the day that it did come out, eight-ish weeks ago, um, Amazon Prime yeah. had a very killer deal, and I don't know why, but it was like either $3.99 or $6.99 for the entire season. What? Yep. So I went ahead and jumped on that. So yeah. every Monday morning, it's good Amazon go. uploads it. And we, nice. watch it we watch it on Mondays after work. So those are ways for you people to watch and support the show. I highly recommend you give it a shot. If you liked any of the other animation, you know you didn't like the way that the shows looked beforehand. We didn't like this either, but it's growing on me. How's the animation style working for you? Clone Wars was blocky in the beginning. It looked like unfinished modeling. Yeah. And now I love it. Yeah, it's so good. You know, speaking of that, Thrawn Alliances, sometimes I, I uh, while I'm listening, I imagine blocky Clone Wars Anakin. <laughs> oh, I do too. I did the same thing. I did not go with prequel Anakin at all in the movies. I went straight to the Clone Wars. The way that Mark Thompson um, imitates Anakin's voice, though... I do go to um, the clo- the dark clothing he was yeah. wearing. Hayden Christensen was wearing in Episode Three. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. he looks he looks like that. Like to he me, he sounds that way. Yeah, he does. Yeah, but picturing him if that was what he was wearing, which this new Clone Wars, that's exactly the the attire he's going to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go with that, but yeah. I also imagine Rebels <laughs> Thrawn when he's talking. I could I'd want to see a live action Thrawn. That'd be so great. You know, before we go into that, who would you cast as Thrawn? Ooh. Ooh, I don't know. Well, you have a pick? I got a little speculation. We'll, we'll uh, put this on hold for a second. I got a little episode nine speculation here. Do you remember when Matt Smith was cast? Yes, but they didn't have a detail. He'd be great. I think that he would be an incredible Thrawn. Absolutely. He would be great. But watch, he's probably just going to be a droid. I'd be so mad. 
<laughs> Especially after I got your hopes up. I'd be so mad, you know, because that's like such wasted potential. He was brilliant on Doctor Who. I'm telling you, he was the 11th Doctor. Whew. I need to watch that series. Yeah, you do. Oh, man. But, yeah, so that's that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were talking about Thrawn for a second. But back to Resistance. This would be the point that if you guys do not want to be spoiled on the first four episodes. Look away. Yeah. <laughs> um, hop on to the end of the podcast if you like. Um, or just get back in touch with us next week. Give her a download and catch um, hopefully, up. Hopefully, maybe, we're going to try and make something happen. We may have a special guest next week. Yeah. 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 We may, may not. So, um, just wanted to say that if people were going to sign off here. But this is your chance. Spoilers throughout. Resistance recap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're having too much fun with this. He's on fire! <laughs> the nail in the coffin! <laughs> we need some Chicago Bulls music right now. So I was actually, the first time I started doing those, I was trying to imitate Wolf Lauren. The way that he would yeah. narrate the beginning of Clone Wars episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's more NBA Jam. It is. <laughs> it is. Which is fine, too. Yeah. So the first episode of Resistance is called The Recruit. It was actually a double episode that if you caught it on uh, television, it was likely split into two 22-minute episodes, part one and part two. Depends on your provider. Right. Because the provider I have, it's one big episode. Right. And then they doubled them up, and it goes from one to three to four. And I thought, well, what the heck? I'm missing one until I saw the runtime. I see. Yeah. So, so I've actually got it a little, a little bit different there. So, so do you want to consider the recruit, the long one, to be episode one or episode one and two? Because I've been considering the triple dark to be episode two, and we would be on episode nine now. That's how it is on Amazon. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think we're on ten. On what mine is, I think it's down to ten. So that's what it's down to. So how about we do? That's a little curveball here. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. We can just kind of count got, it as two if you want. We could. We could. I've got episode four as fuel for the fire, and that's what it comes up on my listing as. What do you have? Three. So Three. what we'll do is we'll just. Since they made it complicated for us, we're going to make it complicated for you, the listener. We're going to give two numbers for each episode. <laughs> yes, why not? Because <laughs> math. So, all right. Episode one and two, or one. One, one. The Recruit. So what do you think? My thing, the of course, when you're it opens up and you're in space, there's a red tie pilot. Right. red tie. And three T-70s X-Wings. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they said. But they're blue. Yes. They're, they're newer than what the Resistance in the movie is using, using. for some reason. So, so that's, we'll have to get to that. Right. That is... Um, those are 65s or 60s. I can't remember I all this stuff. Don't know the model numbers. But the light blue uh, X-Wings were actually a part of 
the Navy. So, of course, they're going to have better stuff. And the Resistance is going to have slim pickings on the scraps. Because yeah, they're a splinter cell. So, the red TIE fighter. He was a real ace. <laughs> Major Vonrig. That's his name. I don't know what to think about these... Uh, which, I mean, for animation, they always do something just a little off. Like, um, Greedo speaks uh, basic. Rodians don't speak Hattese sometimes. Yeah, okay. It was hit and miss. Depends on the Rodian you talk to. Somehow they could utter basic, and sometimes they can't. So I actually remember hearing in a, uh, a panel one time uh, that the reason that they chose to do that was mainly just to make it easier for their target audience mm-hmm. If it's a kid's show, sometimes kids aren't going to want to read subtitles. Exactly. And that was honestly the reason. It's kind of like the that. green lightsaber didn't look good against a blue sky, so they use green. You know, yeah. things like that. Sometimes it's just as simple as that. We just want more. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something behind it. But no, it's like, and I understand, like, they do some colors. Like, it grabs your eye. It, gra- it caught my eye. Because yeah. it's, a, it's a big red interceptor with a full red armored... Uh, first order trooper in it you're like well this is different which i'm gonna try to not do too many tangents on this but it was easier for me because different color first order stormtrooper suits were introduced in phasma see i haven't read Phasma, right so i need to get on that right so you don't know anything about it besides the fact you know that there are different color troops and they're in yeah. They, they appear to be in a ranking order. It certainly seems to be like that. You would think gold would be above chrome. Maybe it is. We actually don't know that much about Commander yeah. Pyre, Commander over Captain, Captain Phasma. But, yeah, he could be he could be gone by the time we get up to uh, Force Awakens. Yeah. Boy, we are jumping all over the place. Yeah, this is hop-skipping. But, so, anyways, they're... Um, the, the light blue two tie, tie, two fighters, <laughs> tie fighters are actually um, trying to deliver intel to the resistance on the orders of the navy, and um, Kaz Kazuda Ziono gets disabled, and then Poe Dameron comes in to save the day. As always, yeah, he's a heck of a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they manage to get this kind of uh, deal together where uh, Bomb Reg wouldn't expect Kaz to shoot him while he's disabled so Poe brings him over and he scores a hit and Poe ends up revealing that Kaz is the only person besides him of course yeah. who has actually scored a hit on the red tie that's so kind of interesting he is so he, he gets quite the pilot yeah he gets Poe Dameron's interest who then says hey you got what it takes kid yeah why have you ever thought of joining the resistance not much of a recruiting scam, was it? it was, that was pretty quick. Yeah. So, Kaz is initially just kind of wishy-washy about it because he's pretty well off. He comes from a family where his father is a senator. Mm-hmm. Rich basically gives him everything that he had ever wanted, helped him get into the academy, this, that, and the other. So, Kaz is like, i got to make a phone call real yeah. quick. Calls his pops up. Who basically just reiterates, what do you need this time, Kaz? And 
he's kind never... of kind of upsets Kaz. Yeah, because it's like you've never done anything on your own. It, do you think he was mad at his father, or more let down at himself? Because he's counted on his dad for sounds like everything. Oh, he's let down by himself because he instantly says, "Well, it looks like I got to do this on my own." Yeah, if only to prove to his father that he is becoming his own man. Right at that point. So he says yes, and he joins. The intel actually is telling about the First Order planning a full-scale attack on the New Republic. Another little snippet that I noticed in this was that it came from a secret source. Yeah. So we don't know where it came from. It could have just been fed by the First Order. It could be anything. I think that the secret source is going to come to light in the future. Another fulcrum. Another fulcrum. So he joins, and... um, Poe believes that someone on an outer rim planet called Castellon is helping out the First Order. And um, so we go to Castellon to the Colossus, which is a super tanker depot. The platform. The platform. Uh, Poe is telling him, like, this is where all the greatest pilots comment. You know, this catches Kaz's interest immediately because he's obviously got his head in the cockpit. Yeah, no kidding. Just like Poe. And um, so we start meeting some new characters. It's almost like the the canteen on Tatooine. It's just like a, an epicenter or Maz's castle. It's it's one of those that just kind of it's the epicenter of in this galaxy. It's racing, and it it's, brings people from all backgrounds. Yes, you see yeah. a lot of sympathizers. You see a lot of um, rogues. Another another example is uh, one of the ace pilots that you see in the races is a former Imperial, Imperial pilot. Yeah, and he um, he's got his helmet still, but he's, you know it's all jacked up. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got, got some white hair. Thirty years paint. later, it's really cool. So yeah, same kind of thing. All blacked out too. Yeah, yeah it's pretty it sweet. And it, I hope that they make that toy. Honestly, that would like, be cool. that. Yeah, that'd be fun yeah. to have. You know, I love. Like, well, it's not a tie, but you know I like Imperial pilots and TIE fighters and stuff, so I have to have it. But, um, yeah, so we meet the crew that um, Poe is asking the favor to take care of his new little underling. What is he going to be doing on the platform? He's going to be a mechanic in disguise. While spying. Spy. Yeah. Yeah. And he has absolutely no mechanical experience, so we end up Oh, meeting. God, he's awful. He sucks. <laughs> he's terrible. We meet um, a man named Jarek Yeager. Poe Dameron uh, trusts him. There's some history between these two that we don't actually know anything about, but again, we'll At come to light point, in the future. Yeah. Um, so he tries to get him to take care of Gaz. Yeager has no desire to be involved in the resistance whatsoever. Especially strong. after the dark game. Yeah. <laughs> the dark, the dark game. game. Yeah, so, man, I'm surprised he didn't get thrown off the platform after throwing that dart in that dude's back. <laughs> you know, it was technically it was a bullseye. Technically, it was a bullseye. <laughs> so, there's a character named Niku. Niku is a Nikto, and uh, if you don't know what a Nikto is, if you ever saw the Return of the Jedi, there is a character Klaatu, which was played by Billy D. Williams' son, Corey. Um, that's a Nikto. They usually travel with Weequay, 
like uh, Hondo Onaka. Yeah. Pirates. So, but this one, he's not a pirate. He's just kind of this real weird. Very literal. <laughs> does not understand sarcasm and takes everything. At face value. Yeah. So if you uh, say, you know, we don't want to be caught hanging around here. He's like, from but we're what, not hanging. From what will we be hanging? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, shenanigans <laughs> ensue with that. Like, at first, like, he's meant to be a really annoying character. But, man, he cracks I me like up. I like him. He's hilarious. I really like him. Yeah. And he's good-natured and he's naive. That's what's fun about him. Yeah. So what ends up happening is... Uh, Kaz starts talking about how he wants to be the best pilot in the galaxy. <laughs> and so Niku takes it and runs with it and starts the rumor that he is the, the best, best pilot, pilot in, in the, the known galaxy. galaxy. In the known galaxy. When he tries to explain it oh, to Niku yes. that, uh, no, I don't actually want to be, or uh, I'm, not, I'm actually, not actually the best pilot in the known galaxy. He's like, I just well, said that. Yeah. I said, well, this is your chance to prove it. Everybody, Kaz is going to be challenging in the next race tomorrow. Yes. And who else does he challenge in the next race but Captain Dozer's daughter, who's an upcoming ace, the it, newest ace to the, the group. And that's why he chose her. Because he's like... She's young. Yeah. Although she's probably one of the best. Which is hilarious. So what ends up happening is... Um, she comes by, wishes him luck with, with the fireballs, the ship they're going to be flying on, and says, you know, hopefully you survive because nobody's ever survived that first race against her. Yeah. To make a long story short, Kaz pretty much crashes... But he survives. It wasn't a fireball. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of big. Uh, that impresses Yeager in the end. Um, Yeager, who was against having anything to do with this situation, and says, all right, I'll give you a chance to you know, be a mechanic, but I don't want anything to do with your resistance spy business. And then that's pretty much... Understandable, it. too, at that point. And at the end of the episode, you see Starkiller Base... Yes, you do. With. And the red tie returns to the base, and that's where we learn uh, Major Von Reg's name. Mm-hmm. And who's he standing with? Who? Um, we also saw Leia. So we've got Poe, we have Leia, we've got Phasma, we've got this new guy, and we've got the introduction to the uh, the crew. It's a big episode. It was huge. Needs 45 minutes. Oh, every bit of it. I think you got it, didn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah. So that was that. The next episode is called The Triple Dark. It opens up with Kaz and uh, Niku. Kaz is dumping out some of his belongings. I guess he's starting to get himself acquainted with where he's at and making this place feel like home. And there's a, uh, there's a trophy he's got, a piloting trophy. And Niku, being who he is... There's three things laid out in this guy's bed, and Niku says, "Oh, look at all the wonderful belongings you have here, you Kaz. Have so many nice things. <laughs> yes. All three of these." He's like nothing, <laughs> and then Kaz is just rolling with it. He says, "Yeah, this is like my lucky trophy, and I keep it with me everywhere I go. It's I've got to have it. You know, it's like this big ordeal, this big uh, memento for him." Right. And then we roll in. Uh, there is a Nemodian. Uh, Nemodian. Nemodian. God bless. Nemodian. Nemodian. Yes, that thing. His uh, name is Halion, and um, 
Yeager's crew is actually having him, uh, or having the crew what? fix his ship. And um, they end up needing a ZX-19 compressor. And uh, he sends Kaz off to go get his things. So Kaz goes off and, um, you know, trying to do his spy thing, trying to fit in all these things. Like, his cup is way too full. He's trying to be a mechanic, which he can't be. He's trying to be a spy, which he has no idea how to be. So as he's looking for this part, he stumbles across these two guys having a conversation. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, this seems weird. But it ends up just being, you know, nothing. Yeah, these two guys arguing. And um, Greville was the guy that um, actually gave Kaz the wrong, the bad dart. Yeah. That caused this whole issue. So he ends up wanting to take the trophy once it falls out. Because uh, it turns out that this is pure erodium, which is worth far more than... Thousands and thousands of credits. Yeah. It's said that, oh, you could eat well out here for months on this. Right. And Kaz has quite a few credits, and he can only buy, like, a meal. Right. So, yeah, things are things aren't cheap on the platform. So we sit there, and um, while, we're, while this is going on, we're meant to think that these are just, you know, regular thugs, have nothing to do with the story. But our buddy Hallion uh, ends up calling a pirate named Cragen. And all he says is, we're all clear for the triple dark. Ominous. Very. Which nobody understands what that is at this time. Right. So we, we find out that the triple dark is known as a storm with low visibility. And um, it was a, another basic speaking, large Rodian uh, <laughs> says, basically, storm's coming, Annie. <laughs> 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 but also says, like, pirates attack usually in the storm cover. So, we start to kind of see the pieces all falling into place. Pirates are going to attack soon. So, did you notice in this view or this viewing that uh, the person next to Kragen, the uh, oh, the squid-faced, yeah, yeah, was actually a character from future episodes. What's her name? Sonara. Sonara, who is the species of. Uh... Jedi Master Luminara. A little coloration difference, but same thing. Really? Mm -hmm. I was actually wondering about that. Yeah. I guess their skin tones change just like everybody else's. She's more uh, purpley and green instead of green and purple. Right. So, Kaz ends up discovering uh, Halion's comm is patched to the pirates. Like, this ends up getting lost early in the episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. And um, he utilizes it... Uh, the interference to send um, to the pirates like while they're attacking you remember in the beginning of the episode when Niku had the, the comm link and it would get like, too close and cause interference yeah. so um, which he couldn't hear for some reason <laughs> <laughs> so the aces are all gone here that kind of also paints the picture here it's just perfect time for the pirates to attack at the end of the episode, though, we do find out after the pirates are forced back, uh, the pirates are on a, uh, a hollow vid with with Von Reg. Yeah, well, Von Reg is on it too, but it ends up being for Phasma to communicate with the pirates. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and she says, um, "I was skeptical about trusting the work working of the with the pirates." She was talking to Von Reg. Yeah, now you've proven me right. 
Yeah. So he's like, he's telling Craig and like, he's basically scolding him about the failure to infiltrate the platform, even though it was a perfect situation. So what that tells us is that the first order is trying to infiltrate the platform, utilizing pirates. That is telling. There's just so much that's going to be revealed later on, especially as we see into the next episode when the First Order starts going to the top with Captain Doza. Yeah. So So on episode four, Fuel for the Fire, we start out on the platform outside, and Kaz is working on this engine that's on one of those, uh, like the gravity holding thing you know what I'm talking yeah. about like the little dolly that they've got yeah and Kaz is all wrapped up in what's going on with the aces flying around in the air kind of racing each other that he forgets that this dolly is still in uh, like a mobility mode yeah and it runs straight over to the edge of the platform <laughs> and falls off into, into the, the water, water. <laughs> which is like so much money he's out of now and he doesn't have much anyway because he's a terrible mechanic and we find uh this little guy named uh, what's his name jace ruckland jace ruckland yeah so so kaz ends up getting really just upset with yeager and then he just storms off goes to anzies and um which is basically like a little cantina a watering hole so jace ruckland who just starts talking with kaz um at the bar and it gets mentioned that he's working for Yeager. And he says, oh, man, Yeager, you know, he could be the top racer on the platform. And so that's kind of telling to Kaz because he's like, I didn't know Yeager was a racer. Um, fun fact about Jace Rucklin. Do you know who he's voiced by? No, no, I don't. I haven't looked that up. Elijah Wood. Are you serious? Yeah. Huh. Today, Gandalf. I guess so. It's, it's, I guess that's why I hate him so. <laughs> He's a very, um, yeah, it's easy to hate that guy. And we end up seeing why, because Rucklin takes Kaz out onto some speeder bikes for what ends up being a rigged race where Rucklin, quote unquote, saves his life. Yeah. You remember? And um, so Kaz uh, ends up basically owing Rucklin for saving his life. Rucklin, you know, obviously has a scheme up once he finds out about Yeager. And what does he want to do? He wants to see Yeager's racer. He's like, you know, can't you at least do that for me? It's just a peak. No right. big deal. Kaz is like, eh. Yeah, sure, why not? It's kind of, and he's dead at this point because of the uh, the speeder bike that he got blown up. Which, God, was such a dumb move. Yeah. He, uh, meets up with Kaz. He's like, come on, I want you to try this out. And he, he, they've got two speeder bikes. So Jace jumps on his, and as Kaz is jumping on the one that he's getting to borrow, Miles, the, uh, I can't remember the species name. He's a uh, hero playable in uh, Battlefront, the first Battlefront. Oh, uh, Sullustin? Sullustin, yes. Um, he sabotages the bike that Kaz gets on. I did not see him do that. Yeah. So he actually just, does it, that. Just like a little something oh. like they pulled something it's like a limiter or something so he gets out there he jumps over Jace and as soon as he pushes the pedal down the floor it and because he's so much more of a better pilot overheats or uh, overloads the speeder bike blows it up so Kaz trying to make amends for busting this guy's equipment says yeah we'll, we'll go in there and 
I'll sneak you in, let you peek at Yeager's ship. Right. So in the shop, we find out Chase doesn't want to see Yeager's ship. He's in there for something else. Right. So they sneak in after Bucket, who is He's a piece of crap droid. <laughs> He's an interesting uh, character. I believe the uh, Astromech is over a hundred. He was over a hundred years old when Yeager, when Yeager bought him. him. So who knows when that was? Right. What is he? Is he a R four or three? He's not an R2, is he? He's not an R2. I don't think he's an R5. We looked this up already because I was like, oh, is it R5-D4? Oh, no. That'd been... Oh, that that would have literally exploded my mind, and I would have been the happiest Star Wars fan ever if that was R5-D4. But um, anyway, he's so... R1. He's, he's an R1. R1. He's R1. R1-J5. So, um... Which explains his age. Right. While they're in this private hold, uh, trying to sneak around, Kaz stumbles on a little data pad, and it's pictures of Yeager yeah. from his past. So we find out... He had a wife and son. He had a wife and son. He and was in the rebellion. At the Battle of... Jakku. Who? So that is some deep revelation right there. Yeah. He's more than just a mechanic on this platform. You now see, like, reasons why he wouldn't want anything to do with the Resistance, because he was already a part of it. Yeah, He already fought the Empire. It's time to let the Empire die with the Empire, in a way. So he's a little bit jaded, and we'll have to learn a little bit more about that later on. So, while he's looking at this data pad, good old buddy Elijah Rucklin... Elijah. He steals something in a bottle. Corellian Hyperfuel... None other than the hyperfuel that they were talking about while looking at his new uh, racer. Yeah. He said, man, if we just had a little bit of that hot sauce, we'd win for sure. Exactly. So he steals it. And um, once he has it behind his back, he says, well, Kaz, I guess, you know, we're not going to be able to get in the ship. So uh, thanks a lot. Bye. Runs off with the hyperfuel. So once we get back... Uh, we find out, like, Bucket Bucket goes back in there and is, you know, taking inventory. And notices it's gone. It's gone. Boom, just like that. So he comes out, tells everybody, Tam and Niku are, you know, they're talking with Kaz. Kaz has no idea about any of this to begin with. Not only does he not know that, he doesn't know what hyperfuel is. So they have to explain, you know, this is really bad. Yeager had this special thing, like, for safekeeping so that yeah. no one would use it. Because more than a few drops will explode a fire. Right. Turn it into a complete giant bomb. So Kaz connects the dots right then and there. Holy crap, I gotta save Rucklin. He still doesn't realize that Rucklin is not his friend. Oh, not at all. And, you know, that's one thing I do like about Kaz. He is, he's very innocent, genuine. Kind of hearted guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. And that's what everybody likes about him. That's why Poe likes him. That's why uh, Yeager likes him, and I think bb 8s starting to warm up to him. Even he though he is, says, yeah. Yeah, we're not friends. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> we're pretty good friends, aren't we? No, we're not friends. What do you mean we're not friends? So Kaz ends up saving Rucklin, um, jumping on the ship once he realizes that he put in... The what, entire container. We saw he was guzzling that bottle. So um, he force ejects him out of the racer. And... As they're falling down to the water. There was no parachute because that's too heavy for racing. <laughs> you, you got rid of the parachute, so they go crashing down. Chase is an idiot. 
Straight uh, up. He's just such a jerk. BB-8 ends up saving them. He shoots out a little cable cord. Onto the, <laughs> the fighter seat. Saves them and then with Yeager's help pulls, pulls back up. How heavy is BB-8? <laughs> My wife said that. She said... Well, how heavy is that? I looked that? at her and I said... Now, this is cool, but I said, this this desk doesn't make any sense. She said, well, BB-8's really heavy. And she points out that uh, Kaz can barely pick him up. Yeah. So, I guess so. Yeah, like, how, yeah. how heavy is this guy? And Kaz is packing around a lot of parts, like huge parts. Yeah. So, how heavy is BB-8? Kaz is actually a small guy, but he must be pretty on stout. Right. So, uh, at the end of the day, Yeager ends up respecting Kaz for being what he terms a good person. Yeah. Now get better at being a mechanic, he says. And so yes, that's no kidding. <laughs> so his punishment was he had to go clean the parts outside during the race until he realizes, hey, I can watch, I can the, race. watch the race. And what does he do? He leaves the card on. Again, and loses another damn engine. Poor kid. Gosh. I'm so looking forward. To, I, I like this. But the series has got to change with him. He cannot go two, three, four seasons this daggone goofy. <laughs> I mean, the story's going to get nowhere. He's, all, he's such a cartoon character. What's crazy, though, is he is actually, as we find out in further episodes, he is making progress with his spy mission. But he's still so hokey. Yeah, he's bad. But he's bad. we love him. We love him. So, that... Uh, that makes four episodes. Yeah, we'll stop there. Three, four episodes. We'll call it the two. 3.5. Yeah. So, on next week's episode, we'll um, we'll we'll pick up, maybe even just go through the rest of Resistance. I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of Up-to-date. decide that. Yeah, this yeah. kind of went pretty quick. Yeah. So, do you have any closing thoughts, Josh, on anything that we talked about today? I think the most exciting thing is seeing if uh, our little emailer can get back with us and have him on the show and at least or some way or another do a debate with him because this is going to be fun yeah this will be fun we love the last jedi he hates the last jedi but we're still friends and that's okay and that's a beautiful thing and that's what star wars fandom needs to remember is that you can do that so let's yeah i'm pretty excited about that as well we got that coming up, and uh, with that, I guess we're going to go ahead and close out the episode. Again, thank you for your email, Anansi, and to the listener, we would love to hear from you as well. If there's anything that you want to talk about, ask us any questions or suggestions. Critiques, anything. Snide remarks, we want yeah. it all. So you can email us at comlink at jamtransmissions.com. That is spelled C-O-M-L-I-N-K at jamtransmissions.com. Uh, you can get us on Facebook. Just look up Jam Transmissions. Also at Jam Transmissions. The same for Instagram. On Twitter, you can join the conversation by tweeting us at JTComlink. And I think that's it. That's uh, that's our social that's media. That's everything, yeah. Yeah. We are live on Apple iTunes as for of, their podcast. Yeah, as, yeah, of, as today. of today. With their podcast. You can search us there. You can get on Podbean. Um should be on as far as any of the others i'm not sure just yet we'll have to google and kind of get on some of their sites and check out we should be able to be on those though yeah so if you guys are enjoying this episode or these episodes please feel free to share it with your star wars friends and 
definitely join in the conversation. We love Star Wars. We love talking about Star Wars, and we're going to keep doing it until we hate Star Wars, which is never going to happen. What? No. Kill me. <laughs> so with that, I guess we'll close out. Josh, it's been fun, man. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you. See you guys next week. Ha, ha, ha.